tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? We are here to go over the Bellator versus Ryzen New Year's Eve show. Super excited about this. This is kind of a groundbreaking thing. You know, everyone's always talked about wanting to events to co-promote, you know, kind of like boxing does. Sure. They've wanted the UFC to co-promote with somebody or Bellator with somebody, and uh, we're finally getting to see it happen. And it's not like they're taking a couple of random guys from each event and having them fight each other. They're yeah. taking the top guys. They're taking champs, former champs, and fighting against their champs and, and or former champs as well. And the card is pretty awesome. Um, it's going to be super exciting. I can't, I can't wait to watch and see how, uh, how it unfolds. There's five fights, and it could easily go five and zero oh, either way, either direction, yeah, either direction. There, you know, we kind of won't know until the first fight just how everyone matches up, yeah, and how everyone fights to the rule set. So the rules, from what I understand, are three fives. Um, the you're allowed to have 12, six elbows. So I didn't realize that they are allowed to do that in Ryzen. When I fought in Pride in Japan, there were no elbows. They didn't want fights stopped from cuts, but you could soccer kick the head on the ground or stomp the, <laughs> the head, but there were no elbows. So now not only are there elbows, but there's 12, six elbows, which should be allowed anyway. We've talked about that before. Yeah. They're allowed head stomps, soccer kicks, and they're fighting in a ring, not a cage. So, Ooh, okay. for our guys, there's a lot of adjustments to be made. The only thing that's going, uh, you know, that, that's the same as, as them fighting here is three five-minute rounds. Like okay. it, I think at Ryzen, they go, like, Pride was a, a ten and three five, or two fives or a ten and one five. Um, so that ten-minute first round is a... Uh, Why would you do a ten and a five or a ten and two fives? So what's the thought their, process? Their goal is to get the fight done in the first round, that, that ten-minute round, and they thought that it would make people push the pace to, to finish you know i don't know if they're giving yellow cards but when i fought in pride they gave yellow cards for stalling and the yellow card was 10 percent of your purse um really yeah two yellow cards and then a red card i think that was it but um it's gonna be you know it'll be super exciting so how would they define stalling then is Bro, if you're on the ground like in my first fight there i got taken down and I locked up and, and locked up closed guard. Yeah. Right when I closed my legs, no stalling, no stalling. Whoa. So instantly I opened my legs. I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't have 10% to give, bro. <laughs> I started attacking the neck. Yeah. But it was like, uh, it, it forces the, the action for sure. Okay. Uh, we talked about this before. Because there are soccer kits and head kicks, that means there's no palm on the ground, can't strike the head, that type of thing. That's that. So we are going to find out if what I've said all along is true. Yeah. I haven't watched enough Ryzen fights to know if there's much jiu-jitsu played. But we're, we're going to find out whether guys have to sit, you know, once they're in that shoot sprawl, they've been sprawled on yeah. in that front headlock position. They're going to sit there and eat knees. They're either going to get up or they're going to sit to guard. They can't just stay there. Yeah. You know, and keep that hand down and just wait right. for that opportunity. In Bellator and the UFC, they can stay there all day. Yep. You know, and, and play that game. And there's no no game playing here. So it'll be uh it'll be pretty awesome to see. Do you think the UFC is watching this to see how it goes? Oh, I'm to, sure they I are. Know, no are question. They... No question. Um Bellator had the balls to step up. Yeah. You know, there's there's the UFC can claim and they may have the best guys, but they can claim it 
but until you actually until see, you, you know, until yeah. you actually match up with the other guys, you don't know. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to say, but they'll definitely be watching. Everyone's going to be watching. And this is just on Showtime. It's a typical way to get Bellator. Do you know what time the fights start? I don't. I don't. I was looking. I don't see it here on, on Bellator's page. So um, Yeah, I just know it's New Year's Eve. I'd imagine it'll be later in the evening, probably 9 o'clock maybe. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll check that out and find out. But, uh, yeah, usually it says right next to the prelims what time it is and what time the main card's at. Right. It doesn't say there's no prelims anyway. Um, but – yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be very exciting to have something like that take place, you know, and they don't have four guys, two and two, it's five, so there's gonna be a, a winner, there, yes. whether it's the Ryzen event or Bellator, and I'm, I'm pulling for Bellator. I, was just I think Bellator wins. Um, I think they could, they could win, you know, um, all of the fights, but they could surely win three to four of the fights. Okay. So we'll see. I mean, Horiguchi fights for Pride. He's from Japan. I mean, fights for Bellator. He's from Japan. Yeah. You know, we've got other guys fighting for Ryzen that are from Brazil. Um, so we're, we're just taking, you know, Godzi Rabadanov fights out of Russia, um, Juan Archuleta, Horiguchi, Pitbull, and AJ McKee. Like, stacked. that's a stacked card. Oh, yeah. That's, stacked. that's an amazing card. I'm assuming that that's a solid prop bet just on itself is who takes this Ryzen. Right. Or... I might look at that actually and, and see if there's a, a line on that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So we'll get into I wish it. I could call my old friend and ask him. <laughs> I... For the first fight. Uh, representing Ryzen, Koji, Takeda, uh, and then representing Bellator, we have Godzi Rabadonov. Um, like you said, Rabadonov coming out of Russia. This is a 155er fout, or bout. Uh, Takeda's coming in at 15-3. and uh, Rabadonov is coming in at 18-4. and four. So two solid records, two, two solid fighters here. We had just talked recently about um, Godzi Rabadonov. He had beaten uh, J.J. Wilson, and he'd beat Bobby King, and uh, he looked really good doing it. We, we talked about him on the podcast, and he's fighting a guy. So all of these guys are making their debuts in the other event, right? Like, these guys have never fought anybody from Bellator. Bellator has not yep. fought any of the guys from Ryzen. Um, I, I'm 100% uh, going to go with uh, Godzi Rabadonov on this first fight. The guy he's fighting is awesome. He's tough. He's 15-3. and 18-4 um, and four is, is Rabadonov. Um Five seven five nine. I'm not sure what uh, Takata is coming off of win wise. He's got uh, two wins. So and he's three out of his last four fights are are wins as well. Um, submission, unanimous decision. He lost to who? He lost to Spike Carlisle. Okay, so that's the guy AJ McKee just beat at 155. Okay, via submission, key okay. team. And then um, it's interesting. His uh, two out of his last three wins are submission via armbar. Okay. Yeah, I, I. So he lost two fights ago. He did, and then he also lost five fights ago. So looking at his last five fights, he's three and two, um, and he's lost a guillotine in a decision, and then he's got two decisions and two arm bars for the wins. Yeah. Um, Rabadon's coming in. He's, he's in his last 11 fights, he's 10-1. and one. Yeah. So he's coming in on a, on a streak right now. 
um, and I was going to pull up. Uh, his only loss came, and it was it was a few fights back. Um, his only loss, as it loads, not in Bellator. He's three and zero in Bellator right now. Okay. Um, last fight was five fights ago against Medi Dekeev, and this is EFC Eagle Fighting Championship. Yeah, that's in, uh, in Russia. Khabib's. That's Khabib's. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and that was a decision. It was unanimous, but that was a five five round fight. Okay. Um, other than that, though, um, he's he's ten and one again. But it is interesting. Of his ten fights, he's got a ton of decision wins. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. Six, seven. He's got eight decision wins. Okay. So he's well. He's put the rounds in, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got the the ring time. I don't know. Uh, the other guy seems to be a finisher, and uh, Rob Donoff's only finish in Bellator's against Daniel Carey's a th- four minute uh, knockout, and then two decisions after that to JJ Wilson, Bobby King. So he'll have the cardio. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he's got. Uh, I feel like if he gets pulled into deep waters, he's going to know how to swim. Absolutely, uh, he's, absolutely. He's been there. He's gone, you know, gone along, gone along fights. Yep. And um, I think he's probably, I suspect, taken some damage during the process of that, and knows how to how to wade through that. So, yeah. um, so you're going with um, Rabadonov on yep. this one. Absolutely, awesome. Juan Archuleta versus Sul Su Chul Kim. Eighteen and six, and Archuleta's twenty six and four. Twenty six and four. Now you know a little bit about. We've talked about Juan Archuleta on the podcast before. Yeah, we? I'm a I'm a fan of his. He's um, I just listened to him on another podcast and found out that this dude gets to 185, 190 pounds, and he fights at one thirty five. Oh my god! I was like, what? So I went and I. Me and Lucas had a talk after that. I was like, well, you know, it's it's possible to lift weights, <laughs> you know, in between. But, uh, yeah, he talked about lifting weights and, and getting stronger and then losing a little bit of the size, obviously, when he comes down, but but keeps a lot of the strength. He just lost via head kick to um, Rufian Stotts. Yeah, but he he's beat... He's beaten Enrique Barzola since, since then. then. Yeah. So he's three and three. In his so last him and Barzola fought outside the tournament. He got knocked out of the tournament by Stotts, and Barzola got knocked out by Magomed Magomedov, and then they fought each other, and and he won that fight. He's really good. He's really tough. He's very fast. You know, he's got a, a really great decision win over Patchy Mix, um, who I've got favored to win the tournament. Yep. So you know, I I'm pulling for Juan Archuleta in this. The guy he's fighting, eighteen and six. You know, um, he's from Seoul, Korea. Five seven. It's got Juan Archuleta listed at five nine. I don't know that he's actually five nine, but it's possible. Uh, yeah, and I see this. Um, sure, dog actually had him at five eight. That probably yeah. sounds like that might be closer. That's uh, my height. I just think at one thirty five, if he's five, if he's taller than I am. Uh, he would look much skinnier than he looks. <laughs> yeah. So when you look at uh, Sewell Chul Kim, he's coming in on a on a on a streak. Actually, well, in his last, I'd say a dozen fights, he's got one loss, one draw, and the rest are wins. Um, TKO submission, TKO submission, uh, decision, decision, TKO submission. He's, I mean, he's finishing a lot of different ways. Um, he he has gone the distance on a couple fights but he's also finishing people by submission and 
he's got an armbar and a guillotine, and then um, he's got two fights um, that were stoppages, three fights that were stoppages by strikes. So this guy can do a lot. He's, yeah, it's coming at you a lot of different ways. And I haven't gone in depth on his opponents to see, you know, who, who he's fighting, what the records are, of the guys he's fighting, and that's the first thing I do usually. Like if if one of my guys is fighting somebody, I'm going to look and see. I don't care if the guy's ten and zero if he's beating the ten yeah. guys that are zero and two. You know, right? right. Um, you have to worry about his experience, but maybe not as good as as yep. the record. Um, I think this is the the dark horse fight on the card. Okay. Yeah. It it uh, I really want. Juan Archuleta to win the fight. Um, I just think it might not happen. Archuleta's gone through uh, uh, a really tough. I mean, I, I talked about his last six fights. Uh, Pit uh, Pitbull, yeah. Henry Corrales, Patchy Mix, Sergio Pettis, Rufion Stotts, Enrico Barzola. Yeah. That's that's I mean, a gauntlet of six fights. At, right he's there. He's at the top of the division. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I've said before. Once you're there, you're there. Yep. You don't start. You don't fight backwards. What What was his records going before? Yeah. See, look yeah. at his streak before. Yeah. I, I want to say he was something very high and won when he lost that fight. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 20. He was 23 and one before he lost to Pitbull. Yeah. And including the loss to Pitbull, he's three and three on his next. Yeah. His next six so fights. he got to the top, you know, yeah. and then and then had a, a rough go in there. But he's he's done well. Obviously, he, he's done well. He's just fighting the best guys in the world, man. That's tough. Yeah. Um, I I I'm reluctant to say I'm going with the South Korean and Su. Think Su age, age matters here. Thirty five for Juan Archuleta, thirty one for Su Chul Kim. Think no. that matters at all. No, I mean they're both. I'm mean, honestly 31 and 35 is your prime. Like 30, 27 to 33, 34 is your yeah. prime. I don't feel like Juan Archuleta is at the getting old age. Um, I don't think he feels like that either. I mean, physically he might be, you know, tough to get out of bed in the morning, but that just <laughs> comes with having 26, 30 fights. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, all right. So you were to hear you say that you're picking Sue Chul Kim on this one. Don't hate me for this, but okay. I am. Okay. That's the one that you said it was a dark horse. So Yeah. So the next fight then, uh, representing Ryzen is Horiyamasa Ugi Ujikubu. Ujikubu. Man, I knew I was gonna mess up that. Ujikubu and then Kyori Horiguchi yeah. representing Bellator. Yeah. So again, you're familiar with Horiguchi. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, what's the let's let's look at his opponent's last few fights. How's he winning? Yeah. So Horiguchi lost to Patchy Mix, and Patchy like camped out on his back for all of the rounds of the fight. Okay. Um, and Patchy's obviously awesome, but I'm wondering if this guy has a a deficiency in his grappling. Ojikubu. He is uh, his last loss actually was to Sul Chul Kim, who we just talked about. Um, after that, he or before that, he had won five in a row, and he had won eight out of nine. Um, the guy he's streaky. Um, early on in his career, he had two draws and two losses in his first eight fights. It looks like nine first ten fights, um, and then he went on a pretty good run where. 
Um, after he got through that, you know, he had looks like 15, 16 fights with only three losses in there. So nice. and he'll go on a streak. Well, he'll get four, lose one, uh, get seven, lose one, win three, lose one, win four, lose one. So he's he's really streaky. Horoguchi is only one and two in Bellator at the moment. He's lost to Sergio Pettis and Patchy Mix. He beat Darian Caldwell by decision. I want to say he earlier on had beat Darian Caldwell by guillotine. Um, he's he's a little bit hot and cold as well. Um, this is a tough fight. This is a tough fight going for either guy. Five losses. So looking at Horiguchi, um yeah, you're right. He went on a tear. He went on one, two, three, four, five, he was six, the champ. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. A thirteen win. Does he have streak. a eighteen win over over uh, Darren Caldwell in let, there? Let me look. Somewhere. See if I can find. It might be further up. Um, Darren Caldwell decision U- unanimous decision, there- and then before that, Darren Caldwell submission guillotine yeah. choke. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. So that was only one fight between those two fights for him, huh? Yeah, and that was in Ryzen. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. Ryzen 14. So that's where he was before he came to Bellator. Um, yeah, so, I'm, I'm going... Uh, so this is interesting. I don't know if you know this. Um, Horiguchi, his debut in Bellator, two, uh, Bellator 222, he beat Darian Caldwell and then went back and fought two more fights at Ryzen before he came to Bellator again. All right. Maybe wasn't signed when he fought in Bellator. Went one and one in those two fights, and then, as you said, came back to Bellator, and he's one and two in his three fights with his win against uh, Hokumura. So Bellator is putting a lot of stock in him by bringing him coming off of two losses in a row at the moment. They were against two good guys. I'm not sure if maybe they're hoping for the draw over there because he's from Japan or or how that's working out, but um, that's a, you know... You typically don't grab a guy that's coming off of two losses and throw him in your in your top five guys yeah. to send over. This is interesting. I actually just looked at it again. So he fought in Bellator, won Caldwell, fought twice again against the same guy in Ryzen. Went fought, one and one. Went one and one. Then moved over to Bellator, lost to Pettis, lost to Apache Mix, and then went back to Horizon. I'm sorry, to Ryzen <laughs> in September and beat a guy. And now he's fighting for Bellator on the 31st. So he's been going back So after his Sergio Pettis fight, yeah, he fought it again in Ryzen? No, after Patchy Mix. Oh, after Patchy. But now he's back here representing us Bell- fighting them. Yeah. Strange. Super strange. Kind of makes me wonder if there's more to that story. What's going on there? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's super interesting. Um. Are you picking Horiguchi then? I least? no, I'm not. You're not. I'm not. I'm going to go with Ujikubu. Um, again, for everyone that watches this, I want Bellator to go five and zero for sure. If I'm betting money, I'm going to put my money on the other guy. And, and what is it? And that's going to be my three and two. Yes. basically. Okay. On the night. Okay. I mean, what is it that you see in Ujikubu that you like? What is it just? Just what, who he's beat, what his resume looks so like So, right hold now? on. <laughs> it's got him listed at 125 and Horiguchi listed at 135. Okay. If this fight is at 135, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go with Horiguchi. Okay. Um, just because he's going to be the bigger guy. If this guy can fight at 25, Horiguchi's going to be the bigger guy. He's already a little bit stacked. He's short, 5'5", uh, five, five, but this guy's 5'3", mm. and fights at 25. Mm. Um, if the fight is at 135, 
because got them both listed as something different. I am going to go with Horiguchi on this fight. Um, and it doesn't say what weight the fight's at. It has them both listed at different weights. Let's just go with Horiguchi. Okay. I changed my bet. Okay. <laughs> Clear. Horiguchi on this one. Awesome. So now we're uh, you've got two picks for Bellator and one for Ryzen. Right. So our fourth fight is uh, representing Ryzen is Kleber Koiki, and representing Bellator is uh, Patricio Pitbull. Yes, sir. So they're both fighting out of Brazil. Um, Kleber Koichi or Koiki is five nine. Patricio Pitbull is five six. He's used to fighting the taller guy. He's yeah. always the shorter guy in that weight class. Um, he uses that to. Do you think he uses that to his advantage? I mean, he's he's at oh, that point where he comes in, gets inside. Yeah, he knows. I mean, every, he's shorter than everyone. Yeah. most of the time, so he knows. You know, that's the game plan. The game plan is always going to be to be the shorter guy. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Yep. Massive left hook, massive right hand. Is that left hook coming? Uh, that's almost like an overhand. Yeah, I mean, he kind of throws it like Mike Tyson did. Yeah. He's a little bit low and then comes up and, and yep. cracks with it. Um, he was landing it on Adam Borix. All night, Adam was throwing jump knees, and the jump knees were skimming his head while he was cle cleanly landing that left hook. Yeah. Um, this guy's 31-5. Pitbull is 34-5. and five. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Pitbull has fought the tougher guys. Um, you can pull up Kleber Koiki's uh, record, and, and we'll see. But I am going uh, to – I think Pitbull would go to the UFC and do well. So okay. I don't want to – I don't think he's going to go to Ryzen and not do well. Kawiki's coming on in on a seven-fight win streak, and actually, wow, this guy's this guy's got a solid record. I mean, I'm looking at his last. What is he coming in at? We said 31 and five. Um, three of his first five fights that he lost. Three of the five losses that he has within his first 10 fights. I mean, he went okay. on at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 fight win streak, lost one, got another six, lost one, and he's on a seven fight win streak now. This, this dude's pretty freaking good. Now, I, I don't... Anybody that he's fought? I mean, these are... They're... Uh, Nishuri's out of one championship Japan. Um, and then you've got guys in Ryzen, KSW. I'm not familiar with that fighting league. Um, Rebel FC, Pancrase. I mean, these are kind of, and, and this is going way back. I mean, he's got fights, that, that huge fight win streak that went from 2010 to 2015. So, so no, in answer to your question, I don't recognize a lot of these fighters. How's he winning? Submission, 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 technical submission, submission, submission. Dude, this guy's – it's all submissions. He's man. getting knocked out. It's all submissions. He's getting knocked out. Wow. Literally every single win that he's got right here. Uh, Subs. He's got one decision. He's got a TKO. I'm going back like 25 fights. Yeah. And So he's a jiu-jitsu guy, obviously. He's obviously, a submission guy. Yeah. Um. I am going, unless this guy is some high-caliber wrestler, I'm going with him getting knocked out in this fight. Just not going to be able to handle Pitbull's boxing. I mean, who's submitting, who's submitting Pitbull? 
but yeah. nobody. No one's yeah. been submitting him, right? No one's been beating. I guess AJ McKee did. I lied. Um, but that was after he whacked him upside the head with a head kick. Um, I am, I am standing strong on Pitbull by TKO or KO. Um, it could possibly go the di- go, go the distance. You know, if the jiu-jitsu guy's like on his back trying to survive or something, but. <laughs> Two things make this, if it's a jiu-jitsu match, two things make this really interesting. Number one, it's a ring, not a cage, right. so you're not going to be able to, to rely on, on the takedowns and, and get up on, on the, uh, the, the cage. And the second one is what we talked about earlier with stalling. Right. How, as a fighter, it feels like you'd have to be really concerned about getting um, yellow carded for stalling in a jiu-jitsu match. It seems like you'd have to be really, I mean, this would be like a Gordon match where so, it's just a lot of action. I'm not going to lie. Nobody, unless you're fighting Pat Militich in Iowa and his best man is the referee, nobody is as biased <laughs> as the Japanese promotion. Okay. So their fighters will not be getting stall calls. I guarantee they're not getting stall calls. Okay. If that guy wants to lay on top of him for 10 minutes and not move, he won't. You know, uh, and he won't get stood up and he won't get a yellow card and that's just the way they roll. However, the Americans have to not eat the food in the back they have to not eat the food that's been given to them they need to bring their own food and that's no joke they know that already i'm sure they've already done that but you cannot count on getting a call for you you know this is the place where i armbarred a guy that screamed and the referee jumped in and stopped us and then three blind mice got in the cage but it was actually seven and talked about it and made us fight again right then Right, like they're gonna do whatever suits them. Yeah, shit that you would never see in in the UFC or Bellator, um, and so they have to be pre- be prepared for that. And I'm sure they've spoken to many people that have fought in Japan, but yeah, they're they're not gonna get any good calls. And, and you've been there, didn't didn't you finish a guy three times in the same fight? Two times. That's what I'm talking okay. about. I armbarred the guy, yeah. made him scream, tap. Yeah. Referee jumped in. I walked away with my hand up. And then they're like, no, 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 he didn't tap. And I was like, clearly he tapped, <laughs> you know, and he tapped on my leg and whatever. But but they, you know, six referees got in the cage yeah. and discussed it while I was in Carl Uno's face saying, tell me you didn't tap. Tell me he didn't tap. You know he tapped. And then I was in the guy's face and I was like, you know, it's literally called Pride Bushido, which is the way of the warrior. And now you're going to pull this crap? I was yeah. like, come on, bro. Yeah. You know, so it, uh, he, he. He knew he tapped. They knew he tapped, but that was their way of make the fight happen again to give him one more chance. Mm. You know, and that's what they'll do. They'll give as many chances to these guys as possible. Did you get the same arm? I did. And broke his shoulder. Well, yeah. Should've... And then I leaned in his face and I said, "You should have admitted to tap yeah, the first time." Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you asked if uh, Pitbull has been submitted. I went back and looked at his record. You talked about the the guillotine to AJ um, twenty twenty one. His other losses, he's got a TKO leg injury, a decision, a split decision, and another split decision. Yeah. So that is his only. Right. So, and obviously, AJ McKee, we'll talk about him in a minute. But sure. That, that guy can, he's got skills. He can do it all. He can, yeah. For so, sure. um, so is it hard for you to, to pick Pitbull on this one? Is no. I'm, I'm going to go with it. And you know, I, I like to pick the grapplers anyway. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going with Pitbull, and I'm going with him by either knockout yeah. or by halfway knocking him out and guillotining him because he's got a nasty guillotine. Is he going to have to hold on to that? Is he going to have to put him to sleep if he gets in a guillotine? Maybe. I mean, Maybe. based off of what I'm hearing, is it sounding like, hey. I you- mean, I'd put him to sleep. If I fought in Japan again, yeah. somebody's either sleeping or getting broken. Yeah. The referee's going to have to 
like when I fought Joe Stevenson and triangle choked him and put him to sleep, Larry Landis was literally sitting on my head trying to get my legs apart. And that's how it would be if I fought in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> So the main event representing Ryzen, uh, Roberto uh, Satoshi Satoshi de Souza um, out of Brazil. Yep, fighting AJ McKee. Just Souza. Roberto Satoshi Souza. Souza. Yeah, I can't anyway, um, fighting AJ. Fighting AJ. Both of these guys have great records: fourteen and one, nineteen and one. This guy's 5'11", AJ's 5'10". They are fighting at 155. Uh, one's out of Brazil, one is out of the United States. Um, AJ's a Bellator fighter. Obviously, Satoshi is, so from everyone I've talked to, has really high expectations of this guy. Okay. They they are, you know, picking him um, to be a very difficult fight for AJ. I am hoping that AJ trained very hard. I'm hoping that he didn't party at all. I'm hoping that he had it all together and focused on this guy and did not take it lightly. I hope these guys got to Japan with plenty of time to acclimate to that weather and to the the sleeping. You know, the the sleeping's rough. You know, time they bring change. you in on a Monday, you fight on the you know that that same week, or uh, you don't have a lot of time and you don't get a lot of sleep because it's yeah. literally the opposite. Yep. You know, it, it's it's pretty rough. So, um, you know, I, I'm hoping that they prepared for that properly and, and had enough time while they were there when and you again, when you fought in japan because you fought there a number of times yeah. how early would you get there and did you have a strategy to try and combat the sleep or did you just kind of so you try to stay awake when it's you know when you're on their time yeah you, you try to reverse it so you can't have time it's just very difficult you don't get there early enough i think i got called on monday to fight on sunday and I got there Wednesday night or Thursday morning. That's not enough time. No, so I was there for three days, I think, and, yeah. and fought. Uh, and that was my first time. The other times I might have had a fourth day. Um, did not get over there very early um, and then just kind of dealt with the sleep. It was rough for sure. Do you feel that in the later rounds of a fight? Do you feel that exhaustion? Yeah, I want to say yes, but, like, when I fought Gomi, I had like a second round dip of energy and then came back strong in the third round. And that was after a brutal cut. You know, I went from 206 to 154.3 in eight weeks. And, uh, yeah. And so, um, I don't know that it affected me bad. I train in big bear a lot. I always had, you know, once I started training big bear, my condition was great, you know, and and I could fight for, for a long period of time and, and not gas at all. Um, so, I don't know that it, I mean, it, it definitely will affect you if you're not, if you're not prepared for it. I'm looking at uh, Sousa's record here. He's on a five-fight win streak. Again, these are all rising fighters, so I'm not very familiar with them. Um, his last four wins are all submission. He does have, um, his loss is interesting. It's listed as a TKO and then in parentheses submission to punch. Is that so, so, so yeah, he, he tapped, tapped because he was getting hit so yeah. much? Okay. To who? Uh, Johnny Case, all right, 2019. Um, and again, this guy's pretty well-rounded. A lot of submissions, rear nakeds, arm triangle, um, arm bar, triangle choke, triangle choke, triangle arm bar, reverse triangle arm bar. So this guy's got a lot of submissions, but then he does have 
one, two, three, four fights TKO as well. So yeah. he can he can go both ways here. AJ's very good on the feet. He's very dynamic. He's very long. Um, this guy's taller than him. I would venture to say he's probably not longer than him. Um, we'll see how that pans out when they put it on the screen. But I, I've got to go with AJ being the wrestling background with his jiu-jitsu and his striking. Um, I just feel like if he fights smart, he, he wins this fight. And plus, I want to go at least three at least three right, right, Bellator right, right. versus right. Ryzen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for five, but I believe we get at least three done, and we'll see if they're the three that I picked. Souza's listed on Bellator's website as 5'10", 155. McKee's coming in at 5'9", 145. Yeah, they just haven't moved him on the website over to the 55-pound division yet okay. because he talks about doing both, but he's... So he'll come in at, at a comfortable 55. Yeah, yeah, he'll be, he'll be plenty he'll be comfortable big, to... plenty big. Okay. When we saw him after, uh, we saw him at PFL, um, and he was talking about 55, and he was already looked, already looked pretty big. Yeah, he looked pretty solid. I was like, wait, he's, he looks big. Um, McKee's only loss, of course, is to Pitbull, uh, April 15th, 2022. Close um, decision. Close decision, yeah, win all five rounds. Yep. Um, I, this is going to be really interesting. I don't, I don't know anything about Ryzen. It's going to be fun to, to watch and see what they look like. And yeah, I've, I've watched some 1FC fights. I've watched a few Ryzen fights, like clips of fights, mm -hmm. but I've not sat down and watched an event from over there in a long, long time. Um, they are exciting. Juan Archuleta said, count on his walkout being better than anybody's walkout they've ever seen before. <laughs> and if anybody was ever watching back in the day and saw Sakuraba's walkout when he had Mario Brothers with him, or Noguera's walkout when he had the mountain, the Christ statue behind him from Brazil, they, they hologrammed it. The entire size of the arena oh my literally gosh. looked like he was walking out of the trees. It was ridiculous. And Sakuraba walked out with Mario's dancing on the on the platform with him. Holograms, not real, but you swear you could touch them. They they their their production is insane, and so I'm real curious what Juan Archuleta's doing or what he's talking about because he yeah. said count on his being the the greatest walkout of all time. And I was like, okay, well that, that's that's a high bar. Hopefully the walkout is cool. Hopefully he didn't focus too much on the walkout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he and he you know. He's got enough for the fight, man. I, I really, I really am pulling for the guys. I hope they do well. I love Bellator, you know. I love uh, Luke's place in Bellator and and the way they treat everybody. So I'm, I'm really hoping that they go out there and improve something. So as we close out this podcast, are there going to be things that you're going to be watching for, or would encourage people to watch for that they might not see in a Bellator UFC fight? What? Yeah, just the rules, man. You're going to see someone if someone is on the ground. I can stomp on their head. I can soccer kick their head. Vanderlei Silva would get up from side control just to kick someone in the head, you know, while they're on the ground. He would hold the ropes and play basketball with somebody's head with his foot, you know. So there are things. It'll be the most exciting, you know, fight for sure just because the, the, the rules allow it. Yeah. The rules allow for it to take place. I heard 1FC is coming to Colorado. I don't know why they'd go there because of the altitude because that's just tough on any, any fighter. But – they are trying to have the Japanese rules in Colorado for that fight. I don't know how that gets passed. I'm not sure. But uh, regardless, watching these fights on New Year's Eve for Bellator, you're going to see 
you know, exciting rules. You're gonna see the rules how they should be. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. This is gonna be great. Awesome, guys. Happy New Year. We'll see you right after New Year's to uh, go over the recap of this event and see how it panned out. It is all over. Just like that. <laughs>